Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. One of the best parts about living in small town Montana is I get to see so many of you out there that are listening around the town, around the community, around the state. I love running into all of you. I love that almost always you have feedback for me. And we love and appreciate everything we do around here, whether it's you know, high school sports or youth sports or college sports or pro sports, we have a great time doing what we do around here, and we couldn't do it without all of you. But I will say that the segment in which we get the best and the most feedback is the segment that we re-debut today. We're back at it, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty for the second season. Man, it's good to see you. How you doing? Let's light it up, Coulter. It is so, I'm so excited, you know, the football season is just you're, I was just out of practice you smell the freshly cut grass I mean the the feelings go back to even when you were a kid playing with the fellas out in the backyard doesn't it it's so awesome because I feel like a lot of people get pretty depressed when summer is over because summer's so great in Montana but we just get to go from summer right into football and so it's just so awesome to have this uh, on the horizon so I'm very excited for it to be back I know you got to watch a college football game on Saturday. So break it down. You're one of your sons. We always give you the, the morning wake family update. And Marty's got four kids, two boys, one, I guess, men now, because they're both college coaches now. Uh, but Sky, who joined us earlier this summer, he's coaching over there at Columbia in the Ivy League. And then Bobby Cade, who was a receiver there at uh, Carroll College most recently, he's now coaching for the Saints. So you got to go watch uh, a little action in Helena. Oh, it was a great college atmosphere because – Western and, and Carroll are sort of rivals. So the, the, the stadium really was packed. Uh, it was loud for a small college game. I'll tell you what, there are some really good players. Oh, for sure. At that level. I mean, now sure. there's not as many for sure. as an Ohio State. Or you, but there is some very talented young men on the football field. But I'm proud of Bobby Cade. I'll tell you, it was his first game, and he was doing uh, a lot of the signaling, so you have to be on. He called me at 1030 p.m. Friday night. This is the life of a young coach. That's right. That's right. 10.30 p.m. Friday night. 
they're playing at one the next morning. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm in the office. I'm going to do what? <laughs> double checking the wristbands, double checking the call sheets. Oh, I said, hey, man, you got to get a little sleep. Then he's up at 6 a.m. I forgot about this in college. So he, he was getting prepared for the game. And then, and then they had 32, I believe, recruits in. Wow. So then you have to host the recruits. You know, and be really nice to them and be on it, mom, dads, you know, and then and then their sons. And then you have to go go win a ball game and go coach a ball game. And what a exciting game. Carroll jumped out 10-0 lead. And then we, we you know, we obviously knew that Western uh, they've got really an active quarterback. He's very, very good all conference. And so they came back and tied it up, and then Carroll got very aggressive on offense. Uh, and they hadn't been for that middle two-thirds of the game, and they end up winning 16-10. And you know what my wife said when they went up 16-10, and, <laughs> you know, there's four minutes left. She goes, I hate being up by six. <laughs> right. But it's better than being behind by six. That's exactly right. One of the coolest parts about the Frontier, too, and you mentioned there's a lot of good players that go to the Frontier Conference, but most of the schools in the Frontier are in Montana, and most of the kids that play at the Frontier Schools are from Montana. And so you have all these guys that have been playing against each other or with each other. Right. You know, you're playing against your former high school teammate or you're playing with a guy who used to play against in high school. The rivalries are very rich. It's interesting because you said, you know, Montana Western is kind of a rivalry. Well, so is Montana Tech in Carroll College. So is Tech and Western. You know, Montana State Northern with Jerome Sowers up there. They're going to be in the mix with everybody too. So there's a distinct Montana flavor. Yes, and they've got another big one Saturday in Butte against Tech, and that's another big rivalry. And they play some of these teams twice. Right, home and homes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what a great atmosphere. What a great school. Uh, the coaches are building that thing up. Coach Purcell's really, I think, uh, put his stamp on the thing. Uh, they're, they're recruiting very well. They've got some outstanding players. So I, I, I know that the future's bright up there in Helena at Carroll College. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the new ESPN Montana app. Appreciate you for joining in. It is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornaway, 26 years coaching the NFL. Now season two of analyzing all things football with us here at ESPN. How cool is that? We love having Coach Marty uh, along for the ride. Uh, a couple more things about the small school dynamic, because I think it's very interesting to be in a, a sort of a father perspective because now you have co two sons that are coaching in college football and they've both been coaching at levels that maybe are, were foreign to you in your coaching career. You know, Big Sky was down there at D2 level. Now he's in the Ivy League and then Bobby K being in the Frontier Conference. What have you learned about like small school football that maybe you didn't know? Because there is so many different intricacies and nuances. Well, Coulter, I will tell you, I coached at every level. I coached at the high school level, Division two level, yeah. uh, one AA level and yeah. one A level in the NFL for 25 or 26 years. So I have flashbacks. Something happens or the, the, the boys are going through something and I flash back and I'll, I'll, I'll tell my wife, I go, you remember the time where... I had to do this or that. You know, I mean, there are some small colleges that I think still the head coach gets on the lawnmower and cuts the game field on Fridays. I mean, that actually still happens, I believe, just because of the lack of funds. Right. Uh, now, I think Carroll's got some pretty good funding up there. They're, For sure. Yeah. And, and they have great tradition. Yeah. So, 
Uh, now, Sky uh, out there at, at, at MSU, Texas Midwestern State, right. a year ago. Now, their recruiting budget uh, was uh, you could only pay like $42 a night for a hotel. <laughs> That's crazy. And now he's at Columbia and they don't want you to go over like four and a quarter. You know, so, I mean, now he's in New York, you know, and they recruit all over the country. But, but there is a huge, huge difference. You know, schematically, the difference between college football and the NFL, and I've known this for years because you evaluate college players. That's a big part of our for job sure. as yeah. coaches. And colleges, typically, it seems to me, not that they don't have a game plan, but it's certainly not individual specific. They're going to sort of do what they do. Right. And they want to do it really well, better than anybody else, and, and allow their players... Uh, to, to have at it and shoulder talent and skill. In the NFL, it is a game plan. For sure. Position by position, matchup type of chess game. Right. You got to you gotta evaluate what you got on your roster, right? And evaluate what you can do well. And then when it comes to an opponent, okay, now what do we do well that we can use to exploit them, right? Yeah, I'm, you know, in game plan in, in the NFL, I'll try to make this real simple. Know yourself first. Right. So the things that you're really good at, and you're going to do some of those things against this next opponent, and the the big choices are how. what, How do we put our players in the very best position, right? Personnel group shift, formations, all those things. And then secondly, know your opponent. What are their strengths? Yeah. And then you stymie those strengths. What are their weaknesses? And go after them relentlessly. There's no pity parties in the NFL. In college, the college game, I don't see that quite as much. Like, I'll give you one example. Uh, maybe I'm evaluating a quarterback. And they've got a tackle that's just getting beat like a borrowed mule. I mean, time and time again. And I'm going, God, why don't they give this guy? And then I will look it up. Maybe that's that tackle's first start ever going against one of the better pass rushers right. in the nation. Right. And they're they're not chipping or thumping or or even sliding. They're not giving the uh, the young man any help. Yep. That doesn't happen in the NFL. Yep. I don't care if you're a 10-year veteran. If the matchup is negative, it's, if it's in our opponent's favor, we are going to take care of this man. Right. You know, somehow, some way, and many different options on doing that. I remember Marty Mornoway joining us in studio as the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. I remember, this is probably five, six years ago, when uh, Garrett Bowles was a rookie for the Denver Broncos. And Garrett Bowles is now a great player as an offensive tackle. He's He was an all-pro a year ago. He's really come into his own. He's a phenomenal uh, veteran guy in the league. But it was when he was a rookie, and I can't remember, he was a backup at the time, but the Broncos' starting left tackle went down. It was on Monday Night Football. And they were playing the Chicago Bears. And the Chicago Bears took whatever defensive game plan they had and crumpled it up and threw it out the window, and they put Khalil Mack and uh, the big the Adams, the big defensive tackle, right over the top of Garrett Bowles, and it was 65 plays in a row of <laughs> just whipping this guy's butt. And the poor rookie, he had no chance. But that's exactly right. I mean, if you get the matchup, you just exploit it over and over and over again. Well, and then Denver should have countered that for sure. And and then and then and then and then the Bears would have countered that. Right. right. And then that's typically how an NFL game goes. I I typically give give an example of. Uh-oh, that corner's down. Oh, oh my God. We, it's a rookie corner. It's his first league 
action here. We are going after him. And then the really smart defensive coordinators and players just won't allow it to happen very often. They'll just roll him up and give help over the top at some point. But right when he goes in, you have to go after him because that may be your only chance to go after him. Monday afternoon quarterback this season, probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Dazzler's Car Wash, right next door to us. I just went and got my car washed right before our morning meeting this morning. So convenient, so good. They have a couple great deals going on right now. They have unlimited car wash packages for $31 a month. Uh, and they have a, what they have, the legacy package, which is a $37 package, but that's going to get you the premier wash. The the top wash over there is 19 bucks. So if you get this for 37 after your second one, you're basically playing with house money. Go check out Dazzler's Car Wash and stay tuned. Here in about 10 minutes, we're going to have a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler. So that will be a great uh, promotion and a great prize for all of you. It's the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornawig. Uh, joining us in studio. My mother is texting me right now, Coach, and uh, she loves our segment, but she wanted me to tell you to pass along to Big Sky that my great-grandfather, Roger Strobel, played at Columbia once upon a time. He was a uh, a fullback there at Columbia. So I don't know uh, if if he was any sort of player or not, but there's a connection for you. Go Columbia. (laughs) Love it. In fact, I'm going to be up there in two weeks. Their opener is at Marist. So okay, I'm, but yep. I'm going to fly into JFK, and that's about an hour and a half, two hours uh, from well, Manhattan, where yeah. Columbia is. But uh, I'll get there. I don't know how I'm going to get there yet, but I'll be there at the opener. <laughs> I got to love it. So before we get into some more stuff about the Grizz, uh, and obviously the NFL, which will be our bread and butter here uh, on Nuanas now when Coach Marty's in, I got to ask you about what you've had cooking, because you've got a couple new things in the pipe. I think people around here know You'll be the color commentator on all the Grizz uh, Big Sky Conference games this year on the television, so that's very fun. Uh, But you also have a couple other things in the works that you've been working on as well. Well, I am so excited to do the color for the Grizz Conference games. In fact, I went to the presser, Bobby Houck's presser, and I told him at practice, then I went to practice, and then over here. So I kind of think I'm busy, but I'm really not. (laughs) But I will tell you, at practice... I told Bobby Houck, I said, uh, the presser was impressive. You did a hell of a job. You said uh, almost nothing, but you did it really well with a lot of good words. You know, so, and I, I know he's got that, he's got a certain philosophy uh, when dealing with the media, and it works really well for him and the Montana Grizz. That's what I always try to remind people is I, I, uh, I used to get kind of frustrated, and now I did, this is my 11th season covering Coach Houck. Coach Houck always gives me a one-on-one before Wednesday's practice. He, he tells me, you, you get five questions. I got six minutes. If you come well-prepared, you'll get exactly what you need. Great relationship. I'll take it. He doesn't want to give you anything on the Monday pressers. No bulletin board material. You know, it's all good. I totally understand. There's no use uh, in complaining about it. You just uh, you go you go execute it, and uh, you're right. It, it, there is a little bit of tact behind it, though, right? Because oh, absolutely. There's, there's never going to be any bulletin board. There's never going to be any hype. And, uh, I mean, the proof's kind of in the pudding. His team plays really, really damn hard every single weekend. And the players follow the head coach's mentality That's right. when dealing with the media as well. So I would find it very difficult, it looks to me like, to get anything out of players, trainers, coaches, assistant coaches, just because that's their philosophy. Yep. And they really like that philosophy, and it works for them. 
Can we talk about your other gig, your 33rd team? Can the we talk about that? This is kind of cool. Team. Yeah, so it's it's a think tank. It's a 33rd team. Uh, the lineup that's on our team oh, man. is fantastic. I mean, I'm looking at the the the, uh, the ticker tape here, and, I mean, just from just instant pictures that they're scrolling here, I see Bill Parcells, I see Marvin Lewis, I see Mike Martz. I see Robert Smith, former Vikings run. I mean, this is like a who's who of football here that you're working Bill on. Bill Polian. Billy Polian, for sure. Uh, Rondé Tiki Barber, Barber. Tiki Barber. Uh, uh, all well, sorts of guys uh, along the top. Yeah. Chuck Pagano, I just saw a Chuck. picture of. Yep. Yeah, so, Wade Phillips is on here. Yeah, Rich Gannon. I mean, Brett Favre, Michael Vick. Mike Vick. Yeah. Bill Cower. I mean, we could go on and on. I mean, this, this slideshow is playing right here. I know every single guy they're showing on here. Yeah, so it's been fun, Coulter, and we have... We have a Zoom meeting once a week. They never let it go for more than an hour, and they have some set topics. And it is just a think tank, and that doesn't go public. So, so you're free to really say whatever you really believe on this uh, t- uh, specific topic. So I love those old school guys that were even a generation before me. Uh, Bill Polian. Sure. I mean, some of the the ways that he goes about his thought processes are just fantastic, and I love it hard, hard, hard-nosed. Uh, and then the color. So I've got the 33rd team. I've got the color for the Grizz. But the most important is the Coulter the radio show. <laughs> it's just that simple. One oh two point nine on it. the dial. I love it. Well, we appreciate Coach for taking the time every single Monday. You can always find him here uh, during the second hour of your Monday show. By the way, I didn't even tell you. I was so excited the coach was here. Missed anything in the first hour today. Monday, uh, the Montana Football Hour is the first hour of every Monday show. We heard from Lance McCutcheon, a Bozeman High School product, Montana State alum, and now a guy who's fighting for a roster spot there with the Los Angeles Rams. We also finished up our position group previews, got to the offensive line, the quarterbacks, the linebackers, and the safeties for both Montana and Montana State. And we heard from Bobby Houck and Brent Vegan. You can find everything on the Montana Football Hour uh, on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by the M Store, the Advocates, and the MSU Bookstore. Uh, so now you're diving into this color commentary gig with the Grizz, and so you're going to have some... Uh, some observations from practice, obviously. I'm sure it'll, it'll build on itself as the season starts to go as well. Uh, but I know you were down at practice uh, with the Grizz uh, a couple times. I, I ran into you at least a couple times there when they're at Dorm Blazer and also went check some stuff out today. What are you thinking? What are you watching when you're uh, down there evaluating this Grizz team? Well, first of all, let's go back to the presser. I stayed around for the women's yeah. volleyball yeah. presser. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the coach and the player, impressive. Oh, Allison, Allison Lawrence is a great Gal, she's a great coach. She's a really, really, really positive lady, and uh, we always enjoy seeing her around town and, and covering volleyball too because um, it's uphill sledding in, in the big sky when you have a football school, but she does it with such a positive attitude, and I, they're getting better. They, they, they definitely are a program that's improving. Yeah, and the player was just uh, fabulous in the in the press conference. So so kudos to them. It looks like they're recruiting high-character, high high-skilled sure. talent, and uh, – I, I think they've won a couple games here uh, to begin with. So uh, let's. I'm, I'm going to get to one of their games at least, yeah, and maybe sure. more of those, and have a little fun watching them. Uh, uh, but uh, get back to your uh, original uh, uh, thought there with the Grizz practice. This is the thing that I'm really interested in in seeing. 
I went out for a spring practice just to see this young man. Mm-hmm. He's really not that young because I believe he's going into a six or seven <laughs> right. year. Yeah. But their quarterback, Lucas Johnson. Lucas is it, he's highly talented. It looks to me like really, really talented young man that has some dynamic ability and some instincts. That's what it appears to me. Now, the interesting thing, can he play the quarterback position at a high level and do it consistently in the Big Sky Conference? There, that, there, then, when all that, then they make a big run. The Grizz, because I think they're not not a good quarterback, but a great quarterback away from making a huge run. Bobby's got everything in place, I think, and that, what a great staff, by the way, for sure. I mean, I that, mean unbelievably, that staff unbelievably is, veteran staff. I mean, yeah. Kent Bear's been coaching college football for about twenty years longer than I've even been alive. I mean, for real, the guy has been coaching since like the late nineteen seventies. He's been coaching since before you were even in high school. Yeah. So I mean. The resume is about 17 pages long, and it's got places like Notre Dame and and Cal and Arizona State and, you know, the highest of highest levels. I mean, to put in perspective the Grizz coaching staff, how veteran they are, Brent Peace is the offensive coordinator at Florida. I mean, he was calling plays in the SEC, and now he's coaching receivers at Montana. That's about as good of a veteran hire as you can have. Then you've got Tim Rosenbaugh, who played in the NFL. Their line coach, their running back coach is just excellent. I mean, Justin Green's been at Montana for 10-plus years, for sure. The D-line coach, the secondary coach, has coached in the secondary and played in the the NFL. For sure, 10-year veteran, Ronnie Bradford. What a great staff Bobby's put together. Now, here's here's how I view the Grizz, too, right? The players thrive. They thrive in a well-thought-out, well-coordinated, disciplined environment with high expectations. That's what people thrive. You know, in un, under those conditions, For sure. people thrive. That's exactly where the Grizz are. I mean, they're a talented team. They've got high expectations. They play with discipline. They play hard. For sure. Right? So there is no cap on the Montana Grizz football program this year. You mentioned Lucas Johnson. The Grizz are going to be so lights out defensively. They got Mm -hmm. most of their guys back. Bobby Houck, I I was asking about their specialists early in camp because they did lose a great kicker who was basically automatic a year ago and an outstanding punter who had the best freshman year I've ever seen before transferring up to the Big Ten at Nebraska. But Coach Houck just snipped at me. He said, we've never not been good at kicker and punter in my entire career. We're fine. So I think that part's smoothed out. To me, though, it, it all starts and ends with the offensive line and the quarterback. When you have the makeup, though, of a team where you know you're going to be so good on defense, you know you're going to be so good on special teams, how do you sort of implement a guy into that as, as a quarterback? Because he doesn't necessarily have to win you a lot of games, but you also brought the kid in as a seventh-year senior with FBS credentials. You don't want him to just be a game manager either. You're hoping he can at least make some plays. And then the other thing, right? You've got a fantastic defense and special teams. Sometimes you feel yourself leaning Towards the defense right. and special teams. You've got to fight that natural thought process because you are going to have to be precise when throwing the football at some point, and typically it happens against the very best defenses. You might be behind by 10 points right. in the fourth quarter or the best teams or down the stretch and into the playoffs. So you have to practice it in league games, 
and it might bite you in the butt on occasion, and you should be good enough to overcome that right. with your defense special teams and the talent that you have. And if you don't do it, you might find yourself in that position where you're forced to throw the football a little bit, and how could you expect to be any good if you haven't done it much all year? Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty Mornaway in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. It's brought to you by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Go get that $31 unlimited special. Better yet, get the legacy package for just $6 more. $37 going to get you the best car wash that Dazzler's offers as many times as you want to go through that thing over and over. You can get your truck washed every single day if you want to. Right now, we got a $50 gift card for you from Dazzler's Car Wash, 406 406- 888-1029. Andrew will go caller number 4, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now. You're going to get a $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash uh, of Missoula. Marty Mornowig, longtime NFL coach, and now the color commentator for all Grizzly football games during the Big Sky Conference portion of their schedule. Uh, they're on the calls for MTN Sports and uh, we're excited to have Marty get a front row seat and a, a, a great view of all the Grizz games home and away. That would be a great resource uh, for us. Last question I want to ask you on this before we take a break and get in the NFL. The Grizz offensively on the offensive line, they're running a zone blocking scheme. And uh, I, I have always been one that really likes zone blocking. I also like gap scheme stuff too, but zone blocking, when it's run at its best, you know, for a lineman like me, it's a beautiful thing. And I used to always love being the center, t- teaming with the guard. You know, you get you get in a lot of advantageous situations, and you can also have a variety of different kinds of running backs that can read off of that stuff. But to you, I mean, first of all, have you ever run zone blocking stuff in your time as an offensive coordinator? Are you kidding me? That's I your, can't that, believe you just <laughs> asked me that. No, I've done everything known to mankind, Coulter. No, I look at the, there's 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 some fantastic zone. Blocking and they really rely on that. Here's the thing that hurts the zone blocking yeah. scheme is any penetration, whether it's uh, it's 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 taking an edge of a guard or a tackle and driving them back play side, or uh, a linebacker hitting a gap right at the snap. Any penetration really yeah. hurts that thing. Right. Okay, so I'm more of a you know my philosophy: keep people off balance right. uh, with with everything, but but certainly scheme. So. I'm I'm like you. There, well, it's not like I've never run zone blocking scheme because sure. I have, but I prefer man blocking schemes uh, because it's angle blocking in many cases, and and then and then you keep your opponent off balance that way rather than just running tight zone, wide zone, and mid zone. Right. Uh, you know you better have some change ups off of that, and I love. Quick hitting, man plays, misdirection, quick hitters. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, the and, and so and then you can do so much more uh, off of some of the man schemes uh, w- with little intricacies that might give a really their best player say is a three technique. Right. Okay. Now we're going to have him spinning just a little bit. Right. On the first four four plays of the game, because uh, of of some of those man schemes. But look, there are some really good zone teams for sure out there. You know. Uh, uh, but but once they get a team that is a b- very big penetrating team, it typically drives them nuts. I think that that was the Grizz. To me, when you really break it down in the the most minute details, I thought that the Grizz' biggest issue last year offensively was on first down. Because Bobby Houck, it's in his DNA. He wants to run the ball. And I know that Tim Rosenbach, can, he can run all sorts of different types of offenses. He's shown that during his career. 
And they were a little bit more high-flying when they had a quarterback that they trusted a little bit more when they had Dalton Sneed. But last year, they were down their All-American running back. They had a bunch of freshmen playing running back. They would run inside zone on first down. And I think by the middle of the year, what you're exactly what you're talking about, the opponent would just send that middle linebacker right at the you know the, the strong side gap, and boom, the penetration knocked the guard off the ball, and they were getting you know one yard on. And now all of a sudden, you're behind the sticks. You're second and nine. Right, right. So I I I, I tend to lean towards that. Yeah, a lot of scheme to keep them off balance For and sure. live with one or two more mistakes than the other team will live with, but we're way more productive. For sure. Yeah. Well, the Grizz are going to stick with what they're doing on the zone style. So, I mean, what that's the last question I'll ask you about the Grizz this week. What do they need to do? To, is it just a personnel thing? Is it an experience thing? What does the offensive line need to do to play at a higher level than they did a year ago? Well, some of it's philosophy, too. And sure. let me tell you, a great quarterback with a little bit of running skills, he doesn't need much. But this kid, this kid looks to me like to be athlete. pretty dynamic to yeah. the point. To the point where too much might be just as bad as not enough. That's right. But the threat of the quarterback keeping the football goes a long way when you're attacking a defensive opponent. Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Dazzler's Car Wash in Missoula. Coach Marty, Marty Mornaway, in studio with us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. We'll talk some NFL, and we'll come back around to the Grizz opener against Northwestern State as well. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. You know that Coach Marty's in the studio and we're playing Merle Haggard on your radio. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Monday afternoon quarterback. With Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg, riding with us during the 5 o'clock hour, as he will be all the way until February. How great is this? So happy to have Coach Marty back in the fold with us. Thanks for tuning in, whether you're listening on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, or on the new ESPN Montana app. We appreciate everybody for being here. We talked a bunch of Grizz stuff because Marty, the new color commentator for all Grizz football games during Big Sky Conference play uh, on your television sets. So that'll be fun. Uh we got to talk some NFL, though, because that's what this bread and butter is in this segment. Coach Marty was in the NFL for 25-plus years and now working with uh, the 33rd team, which is a great project. If you Google 33rd team, you get to a great website with all sorts of awesome content. And, Coach, there was some interesting storylines throughout the offseason. First, one of the breaking pieces of news today, Ernie Zampezi, I think yeah. is how you said. He passed away at the age of 86, a life well-lived, but he was a guy that was – 
very innovative and, and very uh, influential in the world of the NFL. He was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers back in the uh, 80s when they were throwing the ball all over the place. And then the offensive coordinator for Big Blue with the Dallas Cowboys when they went won, won three Super Bowls in four years. I know he was there for just the front end of that, but a guy who uh, had a lot of success. And Coach Troy Aikman coached a lot of great play. Dan Fouts. Did you have any crossover with him in your in your NFL career? Coulter, I did. Uh, so much of it was just out of respect and studying sure, right. his scheme, but I coached. With his son, mm, who's coaching the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. We coached, his son's in Washington, we, is that right? Yep, yep. Yep. We coached at, guess where? Northern Arizona. See, this is one of my The favorite, Lumberjacks. I love coaching trees. Anybody that knows me knows I'm obsessed with coaching trees. But one of my, uh, one of the most fun coaching trees is the coaching tree that Coach Marty's a part of that has this stop at NAU because Andy Reid was there. Uh, Zampezi was there. You were there. And, Brad Childress, uh, Brad was, Childress there. was there. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, that Mike, all those... Mike Shanahan, way back in the day. And thank goodness you were there because that's probably the best thing that ever happened to you being at NAU, right? Well, I married my. I, <laughs> I met my wife there, and I had to chase a little bit, you know, and sent her a dozen roses and don't hear from her for a few months and had to call her back. And, it, you know, so, uh, but yes. Uh, and and you know the the knee injury I thought a couple times looking back that I got uh, playing for the Denver Dynamite in the Arena League. If I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't have taken the running back job right. at NAU because uh, I still sort of viewed myself as a player back then. Uh, so I'm so happy that that uh, nothing I would change nothing really. I mean you know and now. Because of my wife, we're in Missoula, Montana. That's right. That's the greatest right. place in this country, I think. I, I love it. I love that you're here. It's been so great getting to know you guys. Let's talk some of the big storylines from the NFL offseason. One of the biggest storylines was the story of Kyler Murray's gigantic contract, but more importantly, the clause in the contract, basically monitoring his digital use. And uh, this is a new age. I, I, I don't I mean, this couldn't have even been possible 15 years ago. What did you think of this? I mean, is it okay and appropriate for NFL teams? I mean, we're going to invest $250 million in a guy. Seems like they, you probably should obey the rules, but this was sort of a, 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 a hot-button issue. Listen, Coulter, a couple of weeks ago we did a Zoom call on the with the 33rd team about this subject. It's idiotic. How could this happen? Right. You had – why would the team ever want – to put that in the contract. They just lowered the standard for every one of their players. Right. That's crazy. Most by, by Monday they have over 4 hours on their own time in, uh, you know, and then and then second, how could his agent allow that to be in the contract? And then lastly, how about himself? Why right. would he sign that thing? Uh, with that in there, it, it was kind of idiotic. And, and okay, so then where do you go from there, right? So it's done. Where right. do you go from there? All right, so I would take it as a great challenge if I was a coordinator or quarterback coach or head coach because you have to teach these young men how to prepare and what the rewards are right. from preparing. Who are the greatest quarterbacks? I guarantee Tom Brady right now is one of them. For sure. He prepare, he'll cross people preparing, right. right? So so you have to he has to understand how to do it. Maybe he was never taught properly. Right. Second, what the rewards are and show him that. 
And then he's going to do it on himself. Why? Because players in the NFL, they want to be the best. And whatever it takes to be the best, taking care of their body, taking care of that preparation, and overdoing it. Hey, the last man that I trained, uh, Jay, the great Jalen Hurts, this man would be in the office till 11 or 12 o'clock at night, uh, virtually every night, including the night before a 1 o'clock game. He'd be at the hotel on a road trip, uh, 11 or 12 at night. And I'd be going, all right, big fella, you got to get a little sleep here now. Uh, sleep secondary to preparation. That's uh, how you prepare in the NFL. Marty Mornoway in studio, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Speaking of Tom Brady, though, he took about 11 days off during training camp, and it was a big story. But I think if there's anybody that's earned it, I think the guy that's in his, what, 23rd, 24th NFL season, he's probably okay. I bet you he wasn't doing all the relaxing when he was not at training camp. A couple thoughts on that. First of all, you talked about he's earned it. Sure. And I will tell you, the great players in the NFL, they've earned the right to take care of their bodies a little bit and back off the reps just a little bit, especially when they start aging. For sure. Okay? My second thought is, one, this is my philosophy. The first three to five years of a quarterback's career in the NFL is so important, and it is such a grind as far as preparation, the reps, the offseason, the, the, the one-on-one with coaches without anybody else around, right? It's so important. Once they get into that fifth, sixth year, there were times where we would tell the starter, hey, just stay home from this three-day mini camp. Or if we're having a 10-day mini camp, come in on day seven or, 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 or six, you know? So, and uh, some quarterbacks would be fine with it, right? Great quarterbacks, first ball of Hall of Famers. Others, like Steve Young, no. That's my team. Right. There will be nobody else around. And so if you and so I, I learned this. You have to pre-plan those things. Days off in training camp. Pre-plan it, communicate with them, and then they're fine with it. But if you surprise them, okay, they're so competitive. They want to be the very best that uh, you know it can go haywire there. One last quarterback thought. Jimmy Garoppolo renegotiated his contract one year, six point five million dollars this year. It seems like a win-win for everybody across the board because the Niners, they want to kind of roll with Trey Lance, who was the guy that they picked out North Dakota State number three a couple of years ago. His running ability could really diversify their offense, but running quarterbacks need a security blanket, plus young quarterbacks you need a veteran to help them out. seems like it's a win-win for both sides. I really think you're right, Coulter, on that. Now, I was at the 49ers training camp practice a few weeks back. I got to go out there. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, I got to play in the fundraising golf tournament nice. for my alma mater, Oak Grove High School in South San Jose. Uh, it was a wonderful course, by the way. It was a Jack Nicholas course. And, man, did they do a great job of raising money there for them. But, anyway, get, and then I went to practice the next day. And I spoke to Jimmy briefly. I'm really surprised that he wasn't traded, though. Right. Because when I was there just a couple weeks ago, he was about 10 days away from being 100% and being able to pass a physical. And I went, oh, okay, okay. And I counted it up, and that, that date is, is gone. You right. know, I, I thought something would happen right around that time where he could absolutely pass a physical. Not that you can't sign a guy, but it makes it more complicated with, within the trade. Uh, so I'm surprised that he wasn't traded. Uh, a second, he may be signing this contract to get traded, I think that's still a sure. possibility. Yeah, definitely. And third, I agree with you. 
why wouldn't they keep Jimmy Garoppolo? He's won an awful lot of games, and he's won a lot of games for the 49ers. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that was the best possible scenario. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty Mornaway, joining us in studio here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. We're probably going to only get to one or two divisions today, and we're going to get to the rest of them next week. That's just kind of how we roll. Actually, maybe we'll even push off all the divisions until next week. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to talk some. Gri- we're going to talk some Grizz football, and the Grizz opener against Northwestern State here in Missoula. More Nuanas Now, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty right after this. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. New on is now ESPN Radio. The first Monday of football season. How great is this? It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornaway rolling in studio with us as he will for the 5 o'clock hour every Monday from now until the Super Bowl. Can't wait to have Coach Marty riding shotgun with us throughout all of football season. We talked a bunch of Grizz stuff because that's when the opener, that's the first games that are on our horizon. we got the Grizz playing at home uh, against Northwestern State on Saturday. Montana State also opens at home on Saturday evening against McNeese State. And uh, the NFL a couple weeks away. So we'll get into some NFL division stuff uh, next Monday, as well as giving you the recaps of uh, the Grizz action as well. Uh, but, Coach, you're going to be on the color commentating for uh, the game starting in uh, the conference play. Uh, but this one probably just observing uh, from a fan and also as an alum. Um, but it's always interesting when you get to open at home. I was thinking er- earlier uh, this week how – McNeese State, had, or excuse me, not McNeese, uh, Northwestern State and McNeese State as well, they both were great programs 20 years ago. And there's been some stuff that has gone on in that region. I think, first and foremost, the fact that there's now, I think, 11 FBS programs in the state of Texas. That takes a lot of recruits away from this level of football. But McNeese State was in Missoula most recently. They played here in the playoffs 2001, 2002, and 2004. So they had a proud history about 20 years ago, Northwestern State, that is, excuse me. And McNeese was also very good in the late 90s, early 2000s. They were in the playoffs as well. They actually even beat the Grizz in the playoffs in Lake Charles a while ago. But uh, the Southland is definitely a league that's gone through a ton of transition. Uh, I know we're, we're still kind of learning about uh, about Northwestern State, uh, but where are we at with this one? What, what do you think? What do you know, Coulter, about this team that's coming in to the Washington Grizz Stadium Saturday? I know uh, a couple things. The biggest piece of news out of there in the last couple weeks is that their offensive coordinator, who was going to be in his first season at Northwestern State, he was hired in January, he resigned eight days ago. And so they elevated the offensive line coach but that just seems like bad timing, and there was no real news on to the why. I don't think the why matters for our listeners out here, but it's going to be a huge transition for Northwestern State. They're going to have a, a new offensive play caller that they've only been ha- have had call in place for the last eight days. So that, I mean, that's a huge deal. Yeah, it go that typically goes one of two ways. The players may rally around it yep. and play out of their minds for a week or two, and then back down to normal. Yeah, or 
they take it because maybe they were really connected to the fellow that's not there anymore. The other interesting part about this is that uh, Brad Laird, the head coach at Northwestern State, he's coached at his alma mater, just like Bobby Houck is coaching his alma mater, so that's an interesting tidbit. But Brad Laird is the all-time winning passer in the history of Northwestern State, yet he spent most of his coaching career as a defensive coach. He was the defensive coordinator at several different places, including at Northwestern State before taking over. So that's an interesting one. I mean, you're a former college quarterback who then went on to be an offensive coordinator. Sort of atypical to have a guy who was a quarterback then becomes a defensive coordinator. It happens more than people realize, I think. The great Jim Johnson was a high school quarterback and a quarterback in Missouri. And then, you know what happens is you take some GA job somewhere, and then all of a sudden you get switched to the other side of the ball, and you're loving it because you're learning, you're energized, and then all of a sudden you stay on that side of the ball for the rest of your career. There's there's skill guys that end up being line coaches just because they started out as a GA and at the line spot, and they become great line coaches even though they didn't play that specific position. Another tidbit for you. Those that have followed the FCS or Division I AA for a while, you've heard of, there's always a lot of crossover between the Southland Conference and the Big Sky Conference because there's only really two leagues out west in the FCS now, the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley, and then the Southland, which is mostly Texas and Louisiana. Those are the only other schools that are sort of regional, even though you know Texas is a long ways away from here. It's still closer than... Villanova and all that sort of stuff. So, though, you've heard of Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin's in Nagadoches, Texas. Northwestern State is in what you, you it, when you see it, it looks like it's also pronounced Natatoches, but it's not. It's pronounced Nakatish. So, Nakatish, Louisiana is where Northwestern State hails from. It's actually only about a three hour drive from Nacogdoches, Texas, where Stephen F. Austin is. And those two schools, are in the same conference, but uh, now you know. It's just interesting. I, I have no frame of reference whatsoever uh, to what uh, rural Louisiana might be like, but I read a bunch of stuff about it. It's, they, it's been named the, the favorite small town of, of America a couple times, so I mean, I think it's a pretty cool place. Have you ever been anywhere in Louisiana? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess probably when you play in the Super state. Bowl in New Orleans. There you go, playing in the well, Superdome. When yeah. we were at... At NAU, we played a, a one double A team down there, and we went out to eat. Uh, and I could barely understand, you, you know, the waitress. But it was that French, the, oh, the Cajun French, Cajun, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, speech, and I'm going, what? You know, I'm totally deaf in my right ear as well. And I'm going, what? And uh, so, yeah, I've been to Louisiana many times. I will tell you, Coulter, this is what's going to happen, okay? Because they're going to have a handful of really talented players For on sure. that football team. For sure. Okay? Just because of where it is, right? They're going to come up here long traveling. It's going to be hotter than bleep, right? Yep. So they may, they may sort of hang in. For maybe half For time sure. or into the third quarter. And then Montana, bam, beat them up like a redheaded stepchild. That's what I kind of view. That's my view on what's going to happen in this game. We'll have all sorts of high school football for you tomorrow. Spend the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here on Nuanas Now. We'll see you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 